welcome to the Intriguing Beings podcast, Season 3, Episode 1. Well, I bet there's a few of you out there that didn't think you'd be hearing another one of these intros. Uh, I haven't disappeared or fallen off the edge of a cliff. I guess work's been uh, somewhat busy, and those of you who know me and know me on social media will be aware of a new project I've just launched, which has been taking up quite a bit of my time. Um, that project's kind of the focus for this episode. I'm going to rather shamelessly use this platform to promote what I've been up to. Um, but then if you can't promote yourself on your own platform, what's the point of having it in the first place? I'm still keen to do some more of these podcasts. It's just in reality, you know, my life's changed quite a lot since moving to Wales uh, we've got quite a lot of land to look after, so I spend a lot of my time these days probably fixing mowers seems to be what I spend my time doing. And if I'm not fixing mowers, I'm mowing things or cutting hedges or looking after various bits and pieces, not to mention working on the house as well, which needs a lot more work as ever when you get into these projects than I first imagined or we first imagined. The house is coming along nicely. We kind of got to grips with the land, so that's all good. But from a personal point of view, my time's getting exceedingly limited now. We've since COVID has kind of taken its grasp off us, I guess, in terms of the business sense. The publishing company's back up, and we're doing 16 issues a year now uh, across three titles. So, IK Surf Mag is still going strong. We've got IMB magazine mountain bike title going really well and also tonic magazine which has taken on the wing side of things and that's just absolutely booming at the moment so anyone that's any good at math 16 issues a year is more than one a month so we're pretty flat out on that and of course at the same time um face plant sunglasses launched a few weeks ago on kickstarter it's still there now so if you're listening you'll probably see one of the funniest promotion videos uh ever <laughs> but then i would say that because um it was me and the the guys from blue juice and the other founders who wrote the script and came up with the kind of wacky idea to pitch a sunglasses brand from a nightclub <laughs> somewhere you can't even go up until yesterday in England I think nightclubs open but yeah a bit of an interesting one so I guess that brings you up to date on where I am what I've been doing um we've not just life's changed so much for everyone I think that's the kind of really bizarre thing you know I thought when Covid started that I'd have this fairly fairly in the bag as a process you know I work from home Mary and I spend a lot of time together at home but actually the reality of it was discovering that we don't and I don't you know yes I work from home but I'm traveling all the time you know I think in 2019 I racked up 56,000 air miles and I've not been on an airplane for a long time and it's kind of a real shift in the way that you live your life and what you do and I'm sure that's so true for so many of you I'm just thankful that you know we managed to get the business the main business publishing company through the the hard times which were pretty bleak at the beginning and it's not been been easy to kind of transition into this new world 
Um, you know, selling advertising to people has never been an easy business model and not one that I'd recommend anyone try and replicate. It's bloody hard work for a, a lot of work. You're publishing 280 page magazine for not an amazing amount of revenue back plus you've got staffing costs and things like that so i'm thankful that we're still here we're still in business and you know my friends and family have been relatively safe i think one by one everyone's got covid over the over the period of time but now with vaccinations in the uk um i'm double jabbed myself so i'm hopeful that the future is going to look a lot brighter and let's hope that we start to come out the other side of this and and things really start to move forward. And I hope that for you listening, you've managed to do all right. You haven't been too adversely affected. Hopefully you've been spending lots of time on the water, kite surfing, surfing, windsurfing, getting out on the bikes if you're you're into that. And I think probably the biggest lesson from all of this is you, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So you kind of got to make the most of today and enjoy life as much as you can when you can spend it with your friends spend it with your family spend it down the beach um it's quite amazing how that can just be taken away from you in a heartbeat anyway i'm probably rambling on a bit which is my general mo for these things so to get into this this episode it's one that i've been thinking about obviously you've got a podcast launching a new company how can i segue that into it um segue is the wrong word on earth i think of using that word for anyway i'll leave that in the edit you can laugh at my idios idiocracy idiocracy is that even a word i don't know you can tell it's a hot day here but anyway um idiocy that's the word i was looking for not idiocracy idiosyncrasy syncricity ah I'm going to shut up now. In fact, I'm going to edit this out. Maybe I won't edit this out. Maybe I'll leave it in there and you can have a chuckle at uh, my idiocy as I grapple with the British language, having not spoken into a microphone for some time. In fact, it's so long since I spoke into a microphone, you might notice the recording's a bit odd on this. I've actually lost all my podcasting gear. Uh, I don't know where it is um, between traveling around with it, which I always do, it's got left somewhere, I'm assuming, or uh, it's under a pile of stuff here as we busy busily renovating the house, things are getting buried. Anyway, um, so the reason I wanted to do this was just to explain a little bit about what it is that we're trying to do. You know, you can look at the Kickstarter campaign, which is live now. If you put faceplant sunglasses or even just faceplant into Kickstarter, you'll find it. You can look at the campaign, you can watch the video. But the idea behind it, I guess, really was that, you know, for a long time, I've been an outdoors person. I'm always wearing sunglasses. I've always, you know, enjoyed choosing slightly different sunglasses. If people know me, I'm not one to go for a classic pair of Wayfarers and sit back in the crowd. Um, but I've got drawers full of sunglasses that I've scratched the lenses on and they're just useless. You know, you can't wear them anymore. And um, that just seems a bit of a waste. That's plastic that's not being used. And I did a bit of research and there's billions of pairs of sunglasses produced um, and sold around the world every year. And they're all made out of plastic. And you drop them, scratch the lenses, that's it. They're done. Toast. You know, you've got to go and buy a new pair. And they're not cheap either. So kind of thought there must be a better way and had a bit of an idea about creating a sunglasses brand. Um, bit of an inside scoop. The original 
name for the brand was going to be Face Palm. And the idea was it was kind of marketing around protection from the bullshit that is life. And the idea was conceived around the time Trump was going full batshit crazy. Brexit was happening. Boris Johnson was spouting utter rubbish about it here, there and everywhere. And without wanting to get too political, because I don't want to on these things, the idea was let's just make some sort of fun sunglasses brand that no matter what the newspaper headlines are, you can slip them on your face and feel a little bit better about life. Um, anyway, I went and had a meeting with a good friend of mine, John Wallhouse. I can't actually remember how much of this is in the, the interview that I've done. So forgive me if I'm going over stuff that you'll hear again in a minute. But went and had a meeting with my friend John. Uh, he's someone I've known since I was 18. We did our windsurfing instructors together. And he's a real champion of sustainability. He's been running sustainable brands since 2004, I think. Um, and so we came up with the idea of calling it Face Plant and really focusing on this sustainable nature by using better products and better materials. And in the end, what we've created is something truly amazing. You know, I sit and I look at these sunglasses now and they are unbelievably good, better than any I've ever owned you know, you can run them over with a car, you can stretch them out flat, you can't break them. The lenses are biodegradable, so if you scratch them, you pop them out, put new ones in. You know, I really think we've got something that could change the sunglasses industry forever, hopefully. And I guess that's our goal with it. Um, although we're starting small, we've got two styles and there's not much um, you can do when you're trying to do it on a bit of a shoestring. So we're not sort of running out the gate with hundreds of thousands of pounds of investment we're literally just using a bit of cash from our back pockets to get it started anyway uh whilst i was spending a couple of weeks wondering how i was gonna make this an episode thinking about just rambling on at the microphone myself which probably wouldn't have been the best format i actually got approached by a gentleman called alan jones who runs a, a podcast uh called talk funding um, which is on YouTube. You can check it out if you Google search talk funding. I'll put some links into this as well. And he asked if he could have a chat with us. It's in the video. He really liked it, thought it was funny, wanted to have a conversation. And so we did. We did that on Friday last week. Spoke for about an hour and a half, actually. He's a really interesting chap. And what you're going to hear now is the result of that interview. So without any further waffle from myself i think i might have taken the record for the longest intro ever um let's hit it over to alan who's going to be interviewing me and hopefully shedding some insight on faceplant sunglasses if you like the concept of what we're doing please tell people about it please share it um i think we're currently 196 percent funded on kickstarter but we really want to try and get as much revenue in as we can because we can use all that revenue to to really push the business and drive it forward so you know if it's something that you you care about the ecosystem sustainability the planet you think we've got a good idea or we've got a good product then please you know spread the word i'm actually most excited for when people get these in their hands because the product's so good they're going to love it and that's when they'll really start talking about it and sharing it Anyway, without any further waffle from me, here is Alan Jones and my good self having a chat about faceplant sunglasses. Enjoy. Hello, Talk Funders. Today, we're joined with Rue from Faceplant Face Sunglasses. Hello there, my friend. Hey, Alan. How are you doing? I'm the best. Thank you very much. 
Listen, Ray, we'll just go straight into looking at your wonderful and entertaining <laughs> uh, Kickstarter page and indeed the video. I think this is one of the most entertaining um, crowdfunding videos I have watched. Certainly, I was sort of laughing all my way through it. So I would recommend any uh, talk funders or Kickstarters to go and look at this video. But you get your message uh, across really well because you really are the face plant sunglasses. Um, which are live on Kickstarter at the moment, are the most sustainable sunglasses created using recycled plastic frames with biodegradable lenses. Um, can we talk a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, so, I mean, the the video, I guess, our goal with that was to make something really different. You know, the sunglasses industry is full of the big major brands, Ray-Ban, Prada, all the designer things, and it's kind of pretty staid you look at the websites and they're all very similar same sort of layout and we were like okay how do you stand out in a space like that and from the get-go we were like well let's just not be a normal sunglasses brand let's be something that's completely out there very different appeals to a certain type of person um when we actually did our first mail out or to try and get some email addresses there was a button that they clicked when they had entered their details in it just said i like to party and then instantly sort of rick rolled them with the venga boys we like to party video from youtube which they couldn't stop and it was just like this sort of comedy thing so it it kind of started from there but the core of the brand behind all the fun and the the stupidity i guess um, is that we did want to make the world's most sustainable sunglasses. So uh, there's a buddy of mine, John Wallhouse, who I've known since I was 18, and he's an award-winning designer who has been championing sustainable brands since 2004. So back when sustainability wasn't really a big feature, and when I decided I wanted to set up a sunglasses company um, for no other reason other than I wear a lot of sunglasses and I've got drawers full of scratched and broken ones and thought there must be a better way, I got in touch with John and he was from the get-go saying, I'm not involved unless we make it sustainable, which was a massive headache because to try and get a factory to understand what you're trying to do and what you're trying to create and then also to get a factory that's not making your sunglasses which are really eco-friendly on a Wednesday but then making plastic rubbish sunglasses on a Thursday that was a real challenge so it took us a long time to kind of get there Alan um, but we're there now and the product that we've got on Kickstarter will take the Coca-Cola test with anyone I don't think there's a more sustainable sunglasses brand on the planet right now. Great, fantastic. And just as you go down the uh, Kickstarter page, you'll see the sunglasses are made out of five recycled plastic bottles. Yeah. So the key with that was we wanted something that was going to be really hard wearing and strong and flexible. And there's a big movement at the moment in using recycled plastic. You know, we've got millions of tons of the stuff on the earth and we need to get rid of it or use it or or find a way of doing something with it because otherwise it just sits around in landfill or ends up in the ocean um clogging things up so the idea of using that raw material is quite um you know a sustainable one but also it creates a really strong frame so the sunglasses are ridiculously flexible we've run them over with a car you can see that in the video you know you can't break them so that was a real key um and then kind of adding into that you know if we come down as you mentioned to the sort of key features there's a few people making sustainable frames 
Um, but what I think really sets us apart is this biodegradable lens technology which we're using. And the idea was that I'm forever scratching sunglasses. I'm terrible. I put them on top of my hat. I take my hat off. They go flying on the floor. My partner Mary's always having a go at me going, why aren't you looking after your sunglasses more? And it's like, well, I'm a, I'm a busy, active guy. I'm kite surfing, surfing, mountain biking, doing all these things. So they just get scratched and broken. And I just accept that as a fact. So I've got this drawer full of them and I was like, well, really, the frames are fine. You know, the frames are never that badly damaged. It's just the lenses that get knackered and the, the nice coating gets peeled off. So I was like, OK, if we could make the lenses biodegradable so when you pop them out, you can replace them and you can basically give your sunglasses a new lease of life. So that's the kind of real USP is that. The lenses aren't made of plastic, which is what most brands use for their sunglass lenses. So you'll find a sustainable sunglass brand says, hey, we're making really sustainable sunglasses, but the lenses are just plastic. So, you know, they're still causing a problem. Whereas our lenses are biodegradable. They take about 11 days. They start to degrade in the ground. And after about 60 months, they've completely gone to carbon and plant matter and water. So what they biodegrade into is a really safe product for the environment as well. Some biodegradable stuff actually leaves harmful chemicals in the ground. We wanted to make sure we weren't you know, going to be doing that. So they really do disappear into nothing. And if you scratch the lenses, you just pop them out, takes a split second to do and pop some new lenses in and you've extended the life of your sunglasses indefinitely. Um, so that was a real key kind of focus for us on the, the whole product. And, and on the key features, um, image here there's also I mean, they are proper sunglasses because they're I, I've never UV 400 cat 3 protection what what, what does that mean really? yeah so it's it's kind of a funny number that one I mean it's it's basically the standard for what all sunglasses should be you know they need to be UV 400 protection that basically stops 99% of UV light getting through to your eyeballs which is really important and then the cat 3 there's a series of numbers they go from 1 to 5 and Cat 3 is what you can wear driving your car. So Cat 4, you're not allowed to drive with, but Cat 4 would be something you might wear up a mountain on a really bright day and it would be a really dark tint lens to take the grey, uh, take the, the bright light away from your eyeballs, but you've, you're not legally allowed to drive with a Cat 4 lens. So we're using kind of the strongest eye protection that we can, um, that you can wear every day. You know, you can drive in them, you can do whatever, but you know that your eyeballs aren't going to melt out of your head at any point, which is, um, you know, obviously a key thing for us to achieve. <laughs> And like you know, you so we like some of the key features are you get the super super flexibility. You can replace the lenses. They're all the lenses are fully biodegradable. Frames made from recycled plastic. Um, but just in case there is an issue with it, there's also got this captain's lifetime guarantee. Yeah. There? So we we basically we're standing by this one. We've when we got our first samples back from the factory after you know working with so many different factories trying to find the right people, we were like, right, can we can we break these sunglasses? Because if we're going to sell them, we want to know whether they're you know at what point are they going to snap? How durable are they? And so um, John and I were because of covid at different ends of the um different ends of the, the the world sort of trying to work things out and he was basically sitting there looking at it and going oh yeah I've, I've tried bending them this way i've tried bending them that way and i sort of thought well i'll sit on them and just see if i can sit on them and see what happens so i sat on them and 
they didn't break. And I was like, that's cool. We can sit on them. That's good. And he's like, oh, I'm going to try standing on them. So he stood on them and they didn't break. And then he just phoned me up one day and he goes, I'm going to run them over with my truck. And I was like, dude, don't do that. You're going to ruin them. You know, like that's just stupid. We've only got two pairs in the country that are samples from the factory that we need. And he goes, oh yeah, we've got to test them. We've got to test them. And he's a bit mad, John. He likes sort of breaking things. So he basically went out and ran them over with his two-ton Land Rover. And he didn't do this on grass or anywhere where they might have a chance of surviving. He did it on a concrete car park at 30 miles an hour and they survived. So I was like, well, you're an idiot, but okay, we've got a product here that that is kind of good. So the captain's lifetime guarantee is a bit of a, a fun take on my outfit for the video. Um, and the fact that, you know, if, if you break them, you send them back to us, we'll mend them. If we can't mend them, we'll recycle them because the plastic that we use is recyclable as well. And we'll just send you a new pair, no questions asked. We hope that no one's going to go and run them over with a car to test it out because we've done that. So it's kind of like we've tried to destroy them so you don't have to. Hopefully you'll use them like you should, a pair of sunglasses and look after them and treat them well. And it's all in the it's all in the campaign video, the hilarious campaign video. Yeah, it's um, worth a watch. That it took a lot of uh, a lot of work on the script to get it right, but we were very sort of key from the beginning that it had to be different and had to be something that stood out. And the reaction to it so far has been amazing. I think it's garnered quite a lot of attention. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. if there was an awards for Kickstarter videos, <laughs> it'll be up there. So with my friend, um, so let's move on to the two styles. You have the crash overrides and the wasted weekends yeah um, so let's look at the crash overrides first of all yeah so with the styling originally i wanted to make the craziest pair of stupid looking glasses to go with the whole brand ethos and then we spoke to a few people and they were like well if you're trying to reach a mass market you basically want to you know have a have a style that everybody could wear so we went back to the more sensible drawing board and the crash overrides are kind of a modern Wayfarer style pair of glasses. So we've really trimmed down the sides. We've streamlined the arms. Uh, we made them slightly wider than what most people buy from the shops because I always find sunglasses are a bit small for my face. And, you know, I think with sunglasses, you can wear them a little bit, a little bit bigger and they look a bit better. And so that was where we ended up with that design funnily enough i thought john my partner being a designer would design the sunglasses but he's very much a graphic designer so it was very much me sitting there with drawings and uh, and trying to make them look good and then working with the factory to sort of see what was possible um and then we needed to name them and we were like well, what do we call them you know we don't want to just give them the boring name so the name crash override is actually taken from the film hackers which i don't know if you remember alan but a really old movie and uh, that's one of the hackers um like call signs if you were or usernames in the film so that's where we sort of took the crash override from and it kind of felt it it with our sort of 80s vibe around the company i guess that was a movie from when we were kids, so it kind of felt right. Plus, Crash Override, the brand's called Faceplant. You know, hopefully you're not going to faceplant while wearing these because they're going to override your crash. So <laughs> it and, all and, kind of ties in a bit. And in the deep dive interview we're going to do following this, we'll be looking specifically at the... You have a few of these sunglasses and um, with you, so we'll be doing a deep dive interview looking specifically at the glasses themselves. Um, what colours do these... Um, 
crash overrides come in? So we've got the graphene black with a velvet black lens. Interestingly, all the lens colours are named after cocktails, by the way. So you can actually drink a velvet black if you want, or you can wear them on your face. Uh, and then we've got the ghost white and the ice teal. So there's three colourways in the crash override style. Um, obviously, once we've gone to production and we're, we're a bit further along the line, we'll be bringing out more colours and the, the possibilities are kind of limitless, I guess. Uh, the one, the, the style that really appealed to me was your other style called The Wasted Weekends. Yeah, so I just love these. These were the ones, these are the ones that I wear. So the bright orange Wasted Weekends, you'll see me wearing those pretty much everywhere I go. Um, again, named after one of my, this was my favourite, one of my favourite films, which is a movie called Go, which was a bit of a kind of underground indie hit in the early 90s, I think. Um, and the tagline for the movie is something like a wasted weekend is never a weekend wasted. So I was like, well, let's just call them the wasted weekends. And they're a much bigger, kind of more aviator style, but with a kind of different twist to them. And they're available in the, the neon orange, which was one of the first colorways we decided on, which just looks absolutely phenomenal in the flesh. It's brilliant. And also the graphene black. Um, and then also the the ice white as well, uh, the ghost white, sorry. And the lenses for those, we've got the, the Blue Lagoon cocktail lens and then the Dragonfire cocktail lens as well. So if anyone's listening, they can look up those cocktails on the internet and have one this evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I really like the Wasted Weekends and I think I like the the orange one. What's the orange one? Yeah, the neon orange Wasted Weekends. It's funny, when we, when we sort of pick the colours and the styling, you know, we're like oh we're not going to sell many of those and the the ice teal i think it is and the neon orange have by far been the most popular colors like everyone's loving the slightly more out there glasses and that's oh, you know yeah. that's great fantastic my friend fantastic let's just scroll down the kickstarter page and let's just look at your um really interesting mission statement please Ruth. yeah so i guess the ethos of the company is that we want to make sunglasses better you know we believe that there's billions and billions and billions of pairs of sunglasses out there at the moment they're all made from plastic the majority of them and the reason why the bigger brands are doing that is it's very cheap to produce so you can get a pair of sunglasses out of a factory for a couple of dollars and then charge 150 dollars for them um, but they're made out of cheap plastic materials and they won't last so what we want to do is reduce plastic waste by actually taking plastic out of the ocean and out of landfill and putting it into our glasses and then, you know, making them super eco-conscious with the biodegradable replaceable lenses and just have a bit of fun while doing it. You know, we don't want to be this another boring sunglasses brand that's trying to be super cool and aspirational. We want to be something that people can relate to that's just a bit of fun. I think we've all had a pretty tough 18 months. So that kind of getting out there, having a bit of a party with everything and enjoying yourself um, sort of resonates with us and everyone that we want to be a customer I guess uh, and then the final strap line in the mission statement is the get the most eco-conscious mega sustainable orangutan loving shark cuddling freakishly indestructible sunglasses you can buy which if you watch the campaign video uh, that's right at the end and we actually filmed the campaign video in in different orders because we had a bunch of extras 
uh, with us at the time and some of them had to leave. And so that last scene of the movie where everyone's throwing money around and I've got that one line, it was quite a long bit of script and I messed it up, I'll be honest, about nine times. And of course, the first time I messed it up, the director's like, okay, everyone pick up the money. And there's, I don't know, $600 bills on the floor that we've got to pick up and scrape up. They were fake ones, obviously. We hadn't gone out and blown a load of money at the exchange rate place to get the cash. But, you know, just all this money was on the floor. We had to pick it all up. We had to reset the set. And then, of course, they're like, okay, action. And it comes to that bit. And I just completely freeze and get it wrong and just mess it up. So, while it's uh, an entertaining bit of our mission statement, it was definitely the hardest part of the video to create. And well, moving on to that, uh, the next part is like on top of the you know very laudable and really excellent and really in rhythm with the times uh, mission statement. You also have the, the very positive, I find vibe for as you were saying the last eighteen months is we like to party. Everybody does. Yeah, uh, I think I, I, there's a really fun and loving spirit to um to, to your company to the face plant sunglasses in general. We were um, quite funny on that one. We uh, we basically had a strap line of offbeat vision for life is is our trademark strap line, and then when we created our our homepage uh, a couple of months before we launched on Kickstarter just to harvest a few emails. Um, was doing it with my friend John and we were going through it and he was just like oh what should we put on the button and we didn't want to write click here or add your email here or whatever so we just made the button say I like to party and then when they clicked it we got their email address and they got the Venga Boys we like to party video off YouTube playing at full volume on their screen and weirdly from that one little funny thing that we were having hysterics making this web page doing it stuck and so we like to party it's now become more of a strap line than offbeat vision for life so it's funny how these things oh, get created sometimes. I, I like it and here, here's the team that you you party with uh, yeah there's your good self Rue, and you've got John, John the Bigfoot yeah so he um, hates um he's not on social media he doesn't have a Facebook account he's not on Instagram and he did not want his face to be shown he wouldn't have his full name put on the Kickstarter like he's missed <laughs> he's missed I keep wondering if he's actually a spy of some description <laughs> and he's James <laughs> Bond in real life or something um so yeah so John's our designer and uh, that's why he's wearing the Bigfoot outfit in the movie <laughs> and he's the designer and he's also the chief chief disco officer yeah so we kind of thought we'd so cdo is chief design officer so we were like well that's chief disco officer i think i missed a trick with chief party officer because i could have been the chief entertainment officer and that would have been ceo but there we go chief party officer stuck <laughs> and then there's jane yeah so jane's our chief fun slash fight officer she's actually been my accountant well more than my accountant but she's been uh, a friend of mine and financial advisor for one of my other businesses for about six or seven years now and she's phenomenal so when we came up with a business plan for faceplant john and i i sort of said to jane hey would you mind just reading this business plan as my accountant and financial advisor and she turned around and said well this is brilliant i want in and i was like well if there's ever a a sort of a, a statement of intent that you're on the right track it's when your accountant says they want to invest in your business so jane's our yeah chief financial officer and she's the one that looks after all the numbers which is great because i'm terrible with them 
and pull it all together. I mean, your timeline's very impressive here. Um, you're actually at, really at the end of your timeline because you're, you know, you went through the whole iteration processes, etc. And again, we'll be looking at the the actual produced uh, sample uh, uh, sunglasses in the deep dive afterwards. Um, but you really are really at the, nearly at the end of the run here in terms of the timeline. Yeah. So we've been working really hard on the project for the last two years. Um, Obviously, COVID put a bit of a spanner in the works because every eyewear company in Asia was suddenly doing protective eyewear and not making sunglasses. So that made it really difficult. And there was probably sort of a four month delay, which is why we're launching in kind of, you know, around June, July time, rather than we'd have obviously much preferred to have launched it in February last year or this year. Um, so we're a little, definitely a little bit behind on where we want to be. But equally, the product's so unique. Every day before we launched on Kickstarter, we were getting more and more anxious that someone was going to come to market with these biodegradable, replaceable lenses and, and a product kind of like ours. And that's why we kind of pushed just to get it out there now um, and try and get it, you know, as far as we can with the Kickstarter. It's not an ideal time to be selling sunglasses because it's a bit late in the season. But hey, you know, that's where we are. Um, but yeah, we're actually Kickstarter's basically there to fund <clears throat> or help us fund the first production run. And we've hit the target on Kickstarter, so that's going to be happening. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about where we are in terms of the timeline. And then we'll just quickly look at the pledges. I think it would be a good time to look at it. Yeah. Um, is uh, the crash overrides um, are, are coming in at £60 for the different colours, is that correct? Yeah, so crash overrides are £60, um, no matter what colour you want. And... Then we've got the wasted weekends are priced in at 65. And with that, you know, you get a really nice box, um, which is made out of um, FSC cardboard. And that's, you know, we've worked really hard on the packaging. We'd be mad if we made these amazing sunglasses and then shipped them in plastic. So all the packaging that we've got is really good. So you get a really nice box with it. And you also get a sunglasses bag, which is amazingly enough made out of recycled plastic too. So half a plastic bottle goes into each sunglasses bag um, that we make, which is is great. And it, you feel them and they're just identical. You couldn't tell the difference between a, a normal microfiber bag and the bag that we've got. Um, plus there's a bunch of other little extra bits that you get as, as part of the reward. So good vibe from us, popular at parties, that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because you do you just, I was just noticing there, you do a double up for yes. £10. Yeah, so if this? you double up or mix and match, you basically save £5 on each pair of glasses that you buy. Um, if you're feeling really generous, you can buy the full set. So if you can't make up your mind as to which colour you want, then you can just buy all of them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I can see people actually doing that because as you say, I mean, there's such an entertaining, you know, colours, everything, you know, it, I could see somebody doing that. Is that the over crash overrides? Crash overrides. So yes, yeah, so you can buy a full set of the crash overrides or a full set of the wasted weekends. And then we've also got the full set of everything, which quite a few people have gone for, actually, which is um, is quite nice. So they're going to get six pairs of sunglasses and be exceedingly popular at parties. Um, but, you know, it's nice to remember as well that each pair takes five plastic bottles out the ocean and landfill. So, you know, someone who buys six pairs of sunglasses, they've taken 30 plastic bottles and made them into sunglasses, which, you know, comes back to our kind of slightly more sensible, sustainable ethos as well. 
And as it says here at the, um, your estimated delivery will be end, end of August and you are shipping anywhere in the world. Yeah. And that the face plant, uh, the full set is coming in at £345 and you have seven backers of that already. Yeah. So that's great. Um, just before we finish off, um, you have a section on the Kickstarter page um, saying the future. Um, you know, I, I got just reading, you know, reading through the campaign that this is this is going to be your first set. So let's talk about the development, how you're going to develop Faceplant. Yeah, so when we were sort of talking about how we would launch the company and where we would go, you know, we've got lots of ideas and it's like, okay, well, let's have five different styles and 10 different colors in each style. And all of that costs money. You know, one thing that we've done is we've designed our own sunglasses. We've not gone to a a company and, you know, and said, oh, you know, we'll pick this one or pick that one. You know, you can get a smorgasbord of hundreds and hundreds of different pairs of sunglasses and you'd say yeah i'll have that one that one that one and that wasn't something we wanted to do we wanted it to be about us we wanted it to be our own product you know you're not going to find these styles anywhere else because we bought and owned the molds so at some point we had to say right let's draw the line and molds aren't expensive they cost uh, are expensive they cost money and so it's like right what can we afford to do ourselves and know that we can achieve it without you know putting ourselves super out of pocket so we just decided to settle on the two styles which we hope you know most people will like with the the crash overrides being kind of a classic wayfarer type design and the wasted weekends a bit more of a an aviator statement pair and that's where we sort of pitched it at the launch and then when it came to colors we were like oh we could do this color we could do that and it's like no we've just got to stick with these colors and john the designer had a few frustrating calls with him because this whole process has taken so long so we decided on these colors a while ago and he's like i really don't like the black anymore i think we should do this and it's like but we we've got to just Put a, put a stake in the ground and say, this is what we're launching with. This is the launch. And then we can look to the future. So basically the next step for us will be, you know, get this first production run done, get the sunglasses in people's hands. You know, we're super excited about when people have this product in their hands. You know, we, we've we got them. We've got some production samples. We've sent some to our ambassadors but we're really limited on pairs. And so when, you know, three, four, 500 people get them in their hands, I think they're going to be, advocates for us telling people about them because it's such an awesome product and it is really really well made and it looks amazingly finished and the lenses are fantastic and the quality of the sunglasses is just second to none and so that will then help us grow and then we'll be focusing on building the website making sure that's up and you know pushing out more media and more marketing and getting the word out there about faceplant and what we want to do is try and actually change the sunglasses industry eventually you know we want the other sunglasses brands to sit up and go, oh, what are these guys doing over at Faceplant? Oh, they're doing it slightly differently. And kind of the reason why they're not doing it at the moment is it's quite expensive to produce the way that we're doing. You know, there's there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of factories making, um, you know, eyewear in in bad materials. And this is the only factory we've found that can can meet our high standards. So the cost of that is is quite high. But we really believe in the product. We really believe that we're on a path that can hopefully change the sunglasses industry as we know it. And that's, you know, our goal is to actually, you know, make sure that in the future, plastic sunglasses are a thing of the past and we're all wearing, you know, sustainable sunglasses instead. 
Oh, wow. That's phenomenal. <laughs> so I can say, Rui, well done. It's really, so please come back if you're going to do another Kickstarter, uh, an interview for your next iterations. Oh, Absolutely definitely. Brilliant, man. So, so listen, oh, wow. Oh, it's so going up as we speak. <laughs> as we speak, there you go. We should be, well, my, yeah, so uh, anyway, I, I should be live streaming. So um, thank you so much, Rui from Face Plant Sunglasses, um, who are on their really winning, um, I think, uh, product here, um, which is the uh, most sustainable sunglasses in the world. So all the links are, in the, all the Kickstarter links are in the video description below. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, bye now. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that one and it gave you a little insight into what I've been up to over the last 18 months or so. And perhaps a bit of a reason as to why life's been slightly even more hectic than normal. Um, anyway, massive thanks goes to Alan Jones from Talk Funding. Be sure to check him out. I'll put some links to his website and podcast below. I really enjoyed chatting with him. He's a nice guy and I think he's got quite a good idea um, and an interesting platform chatting to some interesting people which I guess is basically what I try and do with this podcast too um, as a thank you for taking the time out to listen to that one I'm going to endeavour to get one of my favourite guests on this podcast and I'm going to release that soon um, it's a chap I haven't spoken to him for a while and we had him on I think the first season and he's certainly one of the more interesting characters out there so I'm quite keen to maybe have a catch up with him and actually just the whole process of recording this podcast and putting it together has reminded me how much I enjoy it. And it's easy sometimes when the stress of life takes over to kind of forget uh, why you do some of these things and you get caught up in the the stress of it rather than the enjoyment factor of it. Perhaps stress is the wrong word, but the hassle of it, you sort of feel like it's more of a burden than it is a pleasure. And I always think as soon as something stops becoming a pleasure then that's the time to stop doing it. But actually, I've quite enjoyed this. I've enjoyed putting it all back together. If I can find my podcasting equipment, that'd be a bonus. So if anyone's listening and has found it down the back of their sofa and I've been to visit them in the last couple of months, let me know. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in. Please, as ever, give it a like, give it a share, give it a thumbs up. If you like the idea of what we're doing with Faceplant and the sunglasses, get on over to Kickstarter. It ends, I think, in seven days, so you haven't got long to get a pledge in. Um, but we'll get you some sunglasses really soon, and they are awesome. And I'm pretty excited for when people get them in their hands and can check them out. And I guess the final thing to say is to sign off and just thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. A final thanks to Alan for taking the time to chat to me. You've been listening to me. Rue Chater and the Intriguing Beings podcast. Have a fantastic week.